Welcome to The Champagne Way, a podcast devoted to living every day like a celebration. Welcome to The Champagne Way. Thanks for tuning in this week for episode six. And a big welcome back to Jess as co-host this week. Glad we didn't scare you off. Oh, hey, I'm glad to be back. So, Jess, you want to tell us what's in our cups this week? Yes. We have the Champagne Shamrock Cocktail. This sounds delicious. Yes, just in time. Uh, We have St. Patrick's Day coming up. Uh, And so we have some barefoot bubbly champagne in our glass. And then we poured some Midori, the melon liqueur, right in there uh, to turn it green. It tastes amazing. I think so, too. I'm I'm super surprised about that. I'm not even actually like a fan of melon usually, but the melon liqueur in this is like just surprisingly refreshing. Right. I think it gives it kind of a, like a sweet, tarty taste. Plus, I love the little green theme. Right. <laughs> it's I perfect. Think, I think it's nice. Instead of just putting some food coloring in your champagne, give it a double alcohol, tasty taste. A little pow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think so. Mm-hmm. So to recap last week, I really wanted to talk to you about your first podcast. I know you were a little hesitant going in. So how do you feel after it? Did you listen to it? Um, Yes, I finally bit the bullet and listened. Um, It took me a couple of days because I'm not really crazy about hearing my voice. Who is, though? I I mean, (laughs) I know. And I just wasn't really sure, like, how that was going to roll. But I finally did. I actually did it while I was driving in the car because I was like, I can't turn this off. I can't walk away into another room. I'm just going to do it. And it was good. Good. Well, I'm glad that I've had some great feedback. So I'm glad that you think that it went well. Yes. Um. So have you had any reactions from any of your friends or family that have listened? Uh, Yes. Uh, My mom called me and she said she listened and she said, it's really good. And I really liked it. But you didn't sound like how I thought. And I was like, Mom, what what do you mean? And she's like, you didn't sound Southern. And I was like, well, Mom, I I don't think I have a Southern accent. I don't know what you're talking about. I was like, you know me. Uh, I don't have a Southern accent. She's like, well, I I thought, where was it? I mean, it is a little weird because you've been like in Tennessee your whole life. So. I mean, I know, but I just really don't have a Southern accent. You so. really don't though. So that's... I don't, I don't know. So that was just really funny to hear. The first time I heard myself on the podcast, I went, wow, I have a little bit of an accent. Where did that come from? <laughs> I know. So you learn all kinds of things about yourself on this. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, you do. <laughs> well, um, I've had a couple of funny reactions to oh, the podcast okay. last week. Please tell. <laughs> the big reaction I got was about the Oscar party that you talked about and your friend who does all the different parties for mm-hmm. all of like the movie award shows. And when we talked about doing like a music awards party, I've had like two or three people like come up to me and be like, why has nobody thought to do that before? Like, it would be amazing. So I'm thinking this next year for awards season that I'm just going to have to start hosting like the music awards themed party and kind of I might have to pick your brain about that a little bit more when that comes around. I'm on it. Let's do it. It'd be fun. I mean, I want to dress up, do some themes. And I love the idea of doing the voting and like Mm -hmm. the, the ballot there yeah so 
that's going to be pretty awesome. So maybe we'll talk about that later on in okay. the year once award season comes around again. But I had some great reaction from that. I was surprised. Okay, great. <laughs> and then the other one was my sister just called me a little bit ago and was talking about how much my brother-in-law apparently wants to watch the fish porn movie. Oh, I'm sorry, what? Except for he doesn't know that that's what it's called. Well, it's not called that, but that's what we've referred to it as. <laughs> And that's now what she's referring to it as. So every time he mentions how he wants to see the movie, what is the actual title of it? The Shape of Water. Okay. Every time he wants to see or mentions he wants to see The Shape of Water, she's just sitting there thinking and giggling that he wants to watch fish porn. Oh, my God. (laughs) She hasn't told him yet that that's what we're referring to it as. So she's kind of like... I'm just gonna wait until he sees it and see what his reaction to it is, and if he also and, thinks it's and fish see if porn. That's what he thinks. No, you think my mom would be like, "What's this about fish porn?" But no, instead she talked about my voice. Mm-hmm. You think that's what she would have picked up on while listening to that podcast? I also had a friend walk by me at work and just go, "Don't let fish porn win," and that's all that was said. <laughs> and I just busted out laughing, and I was like, "That's right, don't let fish don't porn let win. It. Don't let it." New campaign slogan. So true enough, it's March, and usually when it comes to March, there's madness involved. Um, So have you uh, filled out any basketball brackets? I have not, but my my Facebook feed is like full of people talking about it. Every year this happens, and every year I do not participate. Yeah, I uh, I decided to um, fill out a bracket or two just because I, you know, was like, mm, I guess I will. There was some money involved. I did so well at my Oscar filling out that little ballot. I was like, mm, might as well try it with the basketball, even though I don't did not prepare. I know at all. nothing about basketball. I mean, I, I've watched a game every once in a while and it's fun, but I'm just not as into the sports. I've never really gotten into the whole March Madness bracket thing. Um, we used to do one when I worked in rock radio. They had like a whole uh, rock March bracket or something like that. But um, no, I just never really got into it. I think the concept is kind of cool, but I'm just not into basketball. I Yeah, I feel like every year I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do that and prepare for that. And then I don't. So um, I'm probably not going to do very well. Uh, this is my very scientific method that I prepared my two brackets for. Uh, one, um, I chose Villanova to win because they have a weird name and they're blue. Four teams that have won the championship have all been blue. You know what? Somewhere in there, there's like really good rationale. I thought so. I don't, I don't know about odds, but you know, you're following the pattern. That's what I said. There's something to be said for that. So it, does that not count? I, I don't know. Mm, I don't know. And then there's some other, I don't know. That's my reasoning. That'd be me. I'd, I'd pick based off of like names and colors or something. And I'd be that person that would then somehow get lucky and win and everyone would be pissed off at me. Or I'd fail miserably and everyone would laugh at me. I'm actually okay with either of those options if I were to actually join. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> I mean, this year, I think... We need to do something different for yeah. this whole March Madness I, I, thing. I agree. For those of us who are like college basketball, mm, nah. Yeah. Nah. let's do something different. So what do you think about the bubbly bracket? Oh, now you are talking my language. So this year on the Champagne Way, we're going to host the bubbly bracket. So how are we going to do this? We're going to take submissions from our listeners on our website at thechampagneway.com and we're going to pick 
16 champagnes based off of what they submit. So get online, fill out um, the form that's going to be listed up there, and you can put in your favorite champagne, rosé, sparkling wines, Prosecco. Just go to thechampagneway.com, look for the spot to submit your favorite champagnes. You can submit one, two, three, doesn't matter. Uh, We'll take the top 16 and announce those on our website. And then we'll announce the Elite eight that we'll be taste testing on our next podcast taste testing yeah sounds fun right Mm -hmm. so from those elite eight we're gonna taste test them and describe them we're gonna then decide which ones are best to battle it out and we're gonna put the elite eight in pairs of two on our instagram which is at the champagne way so go follow us And inside of our Instagram story, we'll put those pairs of champagne from the Elite Eight up against each other and we'll do polls to see what's your favorite. So you can taste test along with us. You can just click on your favorite one. And from there, we'll have it narrowed down to the final four and from then to the final two in the champagne shootout. That sounds amazing. This is going to be a fun few weeks. Uh, It's going to be a fun next time we record. Right. Yes. I'm thinking like this is the way March Madness was really intended. I don't know how else like what are basketball people thinking like. I mean, I think we're going to revolutionize this whole month. I think so, too. (laughs) So to participate in the bubbly bracket, be sure to go to the champagneway.com and submit your favorite champagnes, rosés, sparkling wines, proseccos, and then follow us at the champagne way on Instagram. Pop those bottles and go fill out your bubbly bracket. So this champagne shamrock cocktail, Mm -hmm. it's really getting me excited about St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, girl. So what do you think is going on locally in Nashville? Any fun celebrations out there? Yeah, there sure are. Let me let me fill you in just on a couple of events that I, I've been kind of like looking at things because I'm not really sure what I, I'm feeling that I really want to do. So there is um, in downtown Franklin, they're having a brew fest. So, you know, lots of beer, which, you know, I'm more of a champagne gal myself. But I but, mean, but that's fun for the locals. I mean, beer is a staple of St. Patrick's I Day. I mean, that is a true story. So there's um, I know they have like over 70 beers to taste. So, you know, you're going to find something that you like. Um, they're having lots of food trucks. And, you know, downtown Franklin, that's a fun place to walk around. You know, lots of fun there. There's also, I guess, if you feel like um, getting your exercise on before you uh, get your beer drinking going or any of your drinking going for St. Patrick's Day, there is a uh, 10K and 5K and some kind of Music City half going on on St. Patrick's Day. I mean, uh, that I know some people who'd probably be excited about that, but I'm just going to go ahead and say that's that's I, not me. No, I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm just throwing that out there. I think there's a free T-shirt just in case anyone's interested. I'm, I'm just I'm just throwing that out there, you know, in case you want to go get your run in before you drink a lot. Exactly. <laughs> you know, um, there's also the St. Patrick's Day prep. Prub? <laughs> You've been drinking a lot, I mean, you? <laughs> I mean, you know, this the champagne shamrock uh, is really getting to me. Uh, there's the pub crawl that's going on in Midtown. So there's lots of drink specials. Um, and tickets are actually not that bad. So I think it's like, you know, in a big group that's going on. So you all, you know, go from... I mean, there's lots of pub crawls going on in all parts of town. Um, and then there's also, I want to shout out to the, um, the Lucky Sasquatch. That's Whoa. happening. 
Yeah, that's a street party in Germantown. That's an awesome title of, of, an, of a that, street party. Like That's what I thought, too. I'm just, this one sounds awesome. Um, it's right by First Tennessee Park where the Nashville Sounds play. And they're, like, shutting down a huge street. There's drink specials, local vendors, yard games, two stages. And there's lots of um, music lineups. There's Chingy, Matt Thomas, and DJ Casanova. And it, tickets are only $15. So that just, if you want to do something a little bit different than just a pub crawl, which there's plenty of those that are happening, it's a little bit different. That actually sounds like a lot of fun. Plus, yeah. like, A plus on the name. That's what I thought. The, the <coughs> logo is, um, it's a giant Sasquatch foot, in case you were interested. That's fantastic. That just makes it even better. So, so lots of uh, lots of everything going on everywhere downtown. I'm thinking at some point in the future we need to get involved with these type of parties and like have a pop up champagne way oh bar my, oh where we God. just serve like our champagne shamrocks and do uh, like themed champagne drinks. I'm just saying. I, okay, I'm I'll all bring, for it. I'll bring sham. I'll bring champagne cupcakes. Oh yes. Yes, we can just do all themed champagne, little pop-up bar. I feel like it'd be a huge success. I think so, too. (laughs) There. Well, that all sounds like a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. So, obviously, Nashville really gets into St. Patrick's Day. What are some other cities that you think of that are fun to celebrate in? I mean, I'm going to jump right in and say Boston. I mean, I lived there for four years. They they party hard for St. Patty's Day? It's Boston. It's, they're Irish all around. And then I guess I would say Chicago, too, right? They dye the river green. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you know of any other cities that are uh, fun to celebrate in? I think those those would be my, that's what I would think my top, right? Anyways? Yeah. That's what my guess would be. So I found this great article on U.S. News that has the 10 places to celebrate St. Patrick's Day in the U.S. And there's a couple on there that are, like, surprising cities. Ooh, like what? So, of course, it starts with, some that we've already mentioned, like Boston, who right. apparently, from the pictures here, have a pretty awesome parade each year. Oh, oh yeah. Have you been to it? Mm, yeah. I assume uh, so. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's crazy. Then they mention, of course, Savannah, Georgia, which they even say might not be the first destination to come to mind for it, but they have annual traditions like dyeing the water green in the park's fountains, and then they have a parade and all that. Um, then there's New London, Wisconsin. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, I I didn't even know that that was like a place nor <laughs> that that St. Patrick's Day is like a thing there. So that's kind of awesome. It's about 40 miles west of Green Bay, Wisconsin. I would have actually expected Green Bay <laughs> with a name like that to I, be more right? of a city celebrating or known for celebrating St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. But apparently New London, Wisconsin is where it's at. Really? Um, and then, of course, there's Chicago because right. they, they die the... They die the river. River, which that's just crazy. Like, I just wonder how much dye that that actually takes. It's crazy. I'd love to see that in person one year. Mm-hmm, me too. I think that'd be pretty awesome. Let's see. Here's a random one. Okay. Number six on the list. Hot Springs, Arkansas. Hot Springs, Arkansas. I've been there before, and it was kind of awesome for like a little family vacation, but I would have never thought Hot Springs and St. Patty's Day. No. But Yeah. Apparently, they have attractions like Irish Elvis impersonators. What? A kissing contest with the Arkansas Blarney Stone and the world's largest inflatable leprechaun. I'm I'm sorry, what? And they have, this is even greater, a Hot Springs annual world's shortest St. Patrick's Day parade. Yeah. I I, want to, can any short person be in it? 
I don't know. I don't know if it means short. <laughs> I don't know if it means short as in people. I think it just means it's the shortest parade <laughs> as in length of the parade. Oh, I thought it meant short people. <laughs> I wanted to go be in it. Are you going to dress like a leprechaun? Oh, yeah. Like, I think we need to make this happen next year. You got really excited got about re- that. I was like, short people. I'm a, I'm on the short side of things. I thought I could go be in this parade. It says this this. This draws about 30,000 visitors, even though the parade procession only travels a mere 98 feet. Oh, <laughs> I got really excited. I thought it was for people on the shorter side. You know what? Maybe we should write their like town council about that. I'm going to write them. <laughs> Let's make you a feature in it next year. Short people in a short parade. Hello. They rake in the tourists for that. They they could make it uh, maybe even 31,000. <gasps> That's right. Duh. We're on we're on this tourist board of Hot Springs, Arkansas. We're on it. Yeah. Um, next up on the list is North Kansas City, Missouri. You know, I could kind of see that because I've known some people from Kansas and Kansas City area. They like to party. Okay. So surprisingly, like I feel like they probably do have a lot of fun things going on. Okay. Although their annual celebration goes by the name of Snake Saturday. Oh, um mm. yeah that's random it's in honor of an irish legend about saint patrick driving pagans or snakes out of ireland so no no snakes are actually involved instead the revelers participate in a variety of saint patrick's day activities including a charity cook-off a latin lassie contest for kids and a two-day carnival Huh. That's just an interesting name, though. Snake Saturday. I mean, why not just call it still St. Patty's Day? Well, it got the attention of U.S. News. So that's true. I guess that's what they were going for. That's that's very, very true. And it's still in honor of St. Patty. Oh, there you go. Of course, next up, New York City. That's no surprise. They probably have a big old celebration. I bet they do. It says they host the country's largest St. Patrick's Day celebration. So, I know they have a big parade. That's pretty cool. I bet it goes on and on and on. Uh-huh. That's another one I think I'd like to experience at some point in time. I bet. I wonder if they have the longest parade while Hot Springs has the shortest. That'd be something fun to look up. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Next up, O'Neill, Nebraska. O'Neill. Well, there you go right there. It's the ho- home of the world's largest shamrock. Do they have it on <laughs> display? I guess. It says the city, uh, the small city of O'Neill doubles, doubles in size come mid-March. Once you've gotten your fill of the town's massive painted shamrock, enjoy some of O'Neill's oh. unconventional St. Patrick's Day events, such as a dodgeball tournament and a hypnosis show. I mean, they need to hypnotize me to find that a little bit more interesting. I was expecting like a real I'm, yeah, I'm shamrock. Sorry, what do they mean painted? I thought they grew with themselves. They didn't just go find it in a field? We might need to, like, look it up and see if it's just, like, a giant, like, rock that looks like a shamrock Mm, or a big mural. That's misleading a little bit. That's very misleading, (laughs) O'Neill. O'Neill, Nebraska. O'Neill. Painted. We're out of words for you, (laughs) O'Neill. I can't. All right, next up, Enterprise, Alabama. Enterprise, Alabama. That's probably close enough for us to drive to. Oh, road trip. Okay, so let's see what's in Enterprise, Alabama and what makes their St. Patrick's Day so great. Okay. For a condensed version of a traditional St. Patrick's Day parade, head to Enterprise in Southeast Alabama. Each year, this small town puts on a celebration billed as the world's smallest St. Patrick's Day parade. Uh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Competition. Let's do this Wait out. a minute. Hold on. But there's... Features only one participant who dances and sings along the parade. Wait a minute. Wait a minute here. I don't, I don't, 
That's not a parade. That's not a parade. That's not a parade. That's not a parade. I think I think the hot springs sells no, that way more. No, no. You can't you can't call that a parade. Yeah. Especially what's this about the per one it features one person who dances and sings along the parade route. So is it just one person dancing down the street like dressed as a leprechaun and that's it? Mm-mm. They could totally like just dub that something else, like watch the the home of the, like the dancing leprechaun or something. Yeah, and then I'd totally be into it. You can market that so much better. Mm. Enterprise Alabama, you need to work on that. Mm-mm. Hot Springs, Arkansas, really, really home of the shortest, smallest. Yeah, St. <laughs> Patty's Day Parade, they won. Is that all Enterprise has? They have a hypnotist, whatever, or anything else? Snake? No, that was it. That was like their uh, big claim mm-mm. to fame is the world's shortest parade. I guess. I bet. There's a, I bet there's a YouTube video of this. Now, to think about that, so they say smallest parade. The other one says shortest parade. So so smallest is in like size and then shortest is in... Mm. Like the short distance, I yeah, guess, because yeah, they only yeah. travel a certain amount of feet. I don't yeah. know. Maybe that's the big difference, but still, they could market that a little different. That's not a parade. Interesting. The last one is New Orleans. I don't know why we didn't think of that one, because that kind of makes a little sense. Party City, like... For Mardi Gras, my, why do, just spill on over to St. Patrick's Day? You know, just knock out the other colors and just focus on the green instead of the yellow and the purple? Exactly. I didn't even think of that one. I mean... Me neither. Wow. I guess it's just because we associate New Orleans so much with Mardi Gras. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it says, of course, they're famous for their iconic Mardi Gras, so it does kind of spill over into St. Patrick's Day, and they host a variety of block parties and parades, including the Irish Channel Parade, which features... Uh, parade participants throwing Irish stew ingredients such as cabbage, potatoes, and carrots into the crowd. Are they cooked already? I don't know. Either way, I kind of don't want to be there for that part. I mean, I'd love to like throw things out maybe, but I don't know if I'd want to be hit with like a like, head of cabbage <laughs> or I, anything. I feel like that would hurt a lot more than Mardi Gras beads. Yeah, might a little bit. Even potatoes and carrots. If you think about that, those are all kind of hard ingredients. A potato, a potato <laughs> is hefty. It's it's a bit hefty. And a carrot can get you in the eye. Yeah. So I'm going to pass on that one. I want to pa- hard pass on that for mm-hmm. right now. But let's go back to to Hot Springs. Like I want to go there next year. I'm going there. I'm going to ask if I can be a participant in the a short participant in the shortest parade. I think I'll stand on the side and take some pictures. I want to document that. Okay, great. I think it'd be fun. So next year, we've got the plan, the master plan for St. Patrick's Day. The master plan. Travel on over to Hot Springs, Arkansas. All right. We're going to take some of our champagne pop-up ingredients. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll set up shop at our own little champagne way pop-up bar and just have a good old time. I'm going to carry champagne shamrock cocktails and the parade with me. <laughs> I think that would be perfect. And just pass them out to my fellow short parade participants. That's that this all sounds awesome. Okay, done. <laughs> so I was also looking up, I found a lot of like random things to research about St. Patrick's Day mm-hmm. and came across another article that I thought was kind of cool, which is 15 things you might not know about St. Patrick's Day. Oh, okay. Number one's kind of shocking. Okay. Mm-hmm. We should really wear blue. I'm sorry. What? It says here, St. Patrick, his favorite color was blue, a very light shade of blue. So the color green only became associated with the big day after it was linked to the Irish independence movement in the late 18th century. Oh. Yeah. I mean, I would have just assumed that it green was his favorite color. I mean, I knew it had something to do with the Irish, but oh. he apparently he would have been pinched all day because he didn't wear green. He wore blue. Well, dang St. Patrick. Yeah. Let's see. I'm not going to read all of them, but some of these are actually really, really interesting. 
the article can be found on mentalfloss.com. I love mental floss. So let's see. It has a little random fact in here about New Yorkers. So we talked about the New York St. Patrick's Day Parade. It is actually one of the world's largest parades. Oh. It's been going on since 1762. Gracious. Crazy long time. And since that time, it has, it has had over 250,000 marchers that have traipsed up and down Fifth Avenue on foot. The parade still doesn't allow floats or cars or other modern trappings. So I think it's literally just a bunch of people marching down, I guess, Fifth Avenue. Like, that's pretty awesome. That is. Hmm. That's amazing. One of the world's largest. And of course, they, they mentioned Chicago feeling lucky, too. Mm-hmm. And they talk about dying the River Green, the Chicago River. And that's been going on since 1962. Goodness. And it takes 40 tons of dye to get the river to a suitably festive shade. 40 tons. 40 tons. I'm just curious, like, how how much effort that goes into, like, making the river green, and how long does it take for it to, like, dissipate out, and, like, what happens to all that dye? I guess it's, like, not bad for the fish or whatever's in there. Do you think it first was bad when they first put it in the 60s? Probably. Probably so. Probably in the 60s, it was also laced with drugs or something. (laughs) I mean, I'm just guessing. (laughs) We've come a long way, but I don't know. (laughs) Oh, here's a very interesting one, though. Mm -hmm. It says, it used to be a dry holiday. I would never have thought that. St. Patrick's Day is pretty much only associated with drinking, like, and being Irish. (laughs) Maybe a little bit with eating shepherd's pie. (laughs) Is this, like, during Prohibition? It says for most of the 20th century, St. Patrick's Day was considered a strictly religious holiday in Ireland, which meant that the nation's pubs were closed for business on March 17th. The one exception went to beer vendors at the big national dog show, which was always held on St. Patrick's Day. In 1970, the day was converted to a national holiday and the stout resumed flowing. I bet everybody went to that dog show. Right? (laughs) I wonder if that's why green beer became a thing. I bet that vendor probably did something to dye it that way and it became like Mm -hmm. known as the drink for St. Patrick's Day. That's crazy though. I would have never thought that it was a dry holiday. Mm -mm. I should read more about history or something. I mean, now I feel like we need to go play St. Patrick's Day trivia somewhere because we would win. We might need to find that for this weekend. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right. How about this? There's a reason for the shamrocks. Oh, okay. So it's not just because they're in your lucky charms. Oh, dang it. (laughs) How did the shamrock become associated with St. Patrick? According to Irish legend, the saint used the three-leafed plant as a metaphor for the Holy Trinity when he was first introducing Christianity to Ireland. Mm. Sounds pretty neat. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And cold weather helped St. Patrick's legend. In Irish lore, St. Patrick gets credit for driving all the snakes out of Ireland, hence the snake parade town snake parade. <laughs> uh, modern scientists suggest that the job might not have been too hard according to the fossil record ireland has never been home to any snakes through the ice age ireland was too cold to host any reptiles and the surrounding seas have staved off serpentine invaders ever since modern scholars think the quote snakes saint patrick drove away were likely metaphorical Mm. Uh-huh. So that's science ruining his legend. I mean, <laughs> that's an interesting thought there. That is. Lucky Ireland though, no snakes. Yeah, that's that's true. That would be nice, especially if you were like super afraid of snakes. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, let's see. I don't I don't think this is a shock anyone, but there's no corn in that beef. So corned beef and cabbage, a traditional St. Patrick's Day staple, doesn't have anything to do with grain corn. 
You don't say. Yeah, I think most people actually would know that already, but the name can be misleading because what exactly is corned beef? I'm just saying. I don't know. Yeah. So it's a nod to the large grains of salt that were historically used to cure meats, uh, which were also known as corns, I guess, Um. which kind of makes sense, I guess. But still, that's just it's a misleading name. My mom always makes that, and I just, I never really like cabbage. Oh, no, I'm not a cabbage fan. I could mm, not. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Also, corned beef. Mm, no. <laughs> that whole thing. Yeah. I'm more of the, uh, let's make a shepherd's pie and dye the mashed potatoes green. Yeah. I love doing that oh, each year. I never dyed them green, but that sounds super fun. That's always a fun way to do it. Yeah. But I'm, I'm all about that. I'm more of, I go that route. I, I stay away from the corned beef and cabbage kind of meals. <laughs> or I'm, all, I'm also all about, like, you know, making some brownies with Bailey's Irish cream. Ooh, that sounds delicious. Yeah. Also, I'm getting a little hungry right now. I'm not going to lie. I mean, you know. (laughs) Okay, so this is probably the most interesting fact on this entire list. Okay. It's about the the bar tabs around the world. Oh, okay. So the world runs up quite a bar tab on St. Patrick's Day. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's shocking to anybody. No. But... This says in 2012, uh, an estimate pegged the total amount spent on beer for St. Patrick's Day celebrations at $245 million. M- million? Yes, million. $245 million. And that's just the amount spent on beer. That doesn't include any other, like, Bailey's, Irish cream, or any of this champagne, champagne <laughs> mixed with green liqueur, it, any kind of green cocktail. It, this is strictly beer. $245 million. That was back in 2012, too. I bet it's gone up since then. That is a lot of dough. Yeah. That's a good day to be, like, a beer brewer. And you <laughs> know saying. what? And you know what? 2012? I don't even... I bet St. Patrick's Day... Well, I don't know. Was it on a Saturday? Who can say? I don't even know. Yeah, you're right. If they did that same, like, not poll, but if they did the estimate on I can't St. Patrick's Day back. on a Saturday... Wow. Maybe it was. I don't know. But... Hmm. That's, that's, I bet it gets a lot higher when it actually falls on a weekend. Even a Friday. If it's on a Friday mm-hmm. or Saturday, I bet it, it, I wouldn't, maybe not double, but I bet it, I, it at least like raises it an mm-hmm. extra like right. hundred million or something. Depending on the day of the week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Last one. Last little factoid mm-hmm. about St. Patrick's Day. It says there are no female leprechauns. Uh, I'm sorry. At all. It says, don't be fooled by any holiday decorations showing lady leprechauns. In traditional Irish folktales, there are no female leprechauns. Only Natalie attired little guys. Oh, I, who says? Also, how did how do they reproduce? Who says? <laughs> just, there, there's got to be some female leprechauns somewhere. <laughs> I, I, who, made, who made those rules? I don't know. I don't know, but apparently traditional Irish folktales do not believe in female leprechauns. It's not a thing. Did they just magically appear out of the... Rainbows, maybe? I don't know. (laughs) Did the rainbows give birth to them? Maybe. Maybe that's it. They, They Rainbows give birth to the leprechauns to protect the pot of gold. I don't know. Wait. But then, so what, is their job just to guard a pot of gold and that's it? Like, that's their whole life mission? I don't know. That sounds a little sad. Maybe that's why they drink so much. And join parades. And join parades. (laughs) And they don't have any lady leprechauns to keep them company. No, no. Okay. Learn something new every day. Well, there you go. That's our fact of the day. That's our fact of the day. (laughs) There There are no no female leprechauns. No lady leprechauns. And so they drink about it. So speaking of that, uh, let's get into drink about it. 
so I'm drinking about. Uh, I actually have a three-day weekend to look forward to. It's uh, the boyfriend's birthday on Monday. So, Ooh. Yeah. So we both decided to take off Monday for his birthday. And we don't really have any set plans. But um, we're just going to go around town, depending on the weather, and just go do some fun things. Maybe go to the farmer's market. I don't know. Go do whatever he wants, I guess. But I'm just really looking forward to a fun three-day weekend. Maybe you should go to Hot Springs, Arkansas and celebrate St. Patrick's Day. Oh, my God. Maybe we should. <laughs> Little road trip. <laughs> Surprise. We're not We're not doing what you want for your birthday. We're going to Hot Springs, Arkansas. Yes. Road tripping it. You know, I feel like he'd still enjoy that. I think so, too. And that's what I'm drinking about. Well, this week, I am drinking about... A bathroom remodel. Ooh. If anyone has followed my personal Instagram out there, they have seen me posting nonstop about our bathroom remodel. I'm super thrilled about it. We are out with the old linoleum, the pea green tile that was hiding underneath it, the 30-year-old vanity, the crappy fiberglass bathtub, and in with new beautiful modern tiles and an amazing large walk-in shower. Ooh. I'm thrilled absolutely thrilled and plus uh we polled people online on which vanity to choose because we were torn between two different ones but uh i think everyone helped us lean towards the right choice i'm super excited about that i'm also drinking my ventworthy drink is the uh it, it takes a little bit of time to get all of this done and they're working really fast on like getting it done we have a great guy who's helping us work on it um and I say help us, but really he's doing all the work. Um, <laughs> but we do have to keep coming down to the the basement to shower. And it's a little chilly down here. Mm-hmm. It's, by all means, mm-hmm. it has nothing to do with him. He's doing a fantastic job. But um, it's a little cold, so I'm excited. And the anticipation's there, so I'm just really excited to get into the shower once it's it's completed. So that's what I'm drinking about this week. I'm keeping it very happy and positive. I'm so excited. And hopefully by next week, I'll be talking about the amazing shower once it's been completed. And then, well, the whole bathroom as a whole, but that shower. Oh, Oh, I can't wait. Awesome. All right. We have a drink about it from Hope It Goes Well. They say cheers to everyone headed out of town this weekend. Travel safely, drink responsibly, and have fun. Well, thanks. Hope it goes well. It's mm-hmm. a nice one. I know. I've got a drink about it submission from Bubblicious Ooh. from Florida. She says, I'm doing the work of three people this week and it sucks. Ooh, mm. that definitely does suck, Bubblicious. Um, but she says, happy birthday to Nanette and Nicole. And thanks for giving me some fun things to look forward to this week. She also was excited because she got to go see Jason Mraz do a solo acoustic performance. And he was amazing. Well, I'm going to drink a little bit because I'm jealous because I would have loved to see that show. Seriously. I think I need to look that up now. I've already got tickets to go see him later this summer when he's on the road with Brett Denon, but I'd love to see him do a solo acoustic performance. I feel like that'd be amazing. Yeah, that sounds great. So hmm, thanks for the tip, Bubblicious. I'm going to go look that up. Seriously. And also, we need to give a champagne shout out to both Nanette and Nicole for their birthdays. I hear that they are avid listeners of the podcast. All right. So thanks for listening to us and happy birthday. Happy birthday, guys. And now it's champagne trivia time. Woohoo. All right, Trina. Last week's question was. How much pressure is in a champagne bottle? Do you have any guesses? Hmm. 
I actually have none. I, I don't. I don't even know. I know it has to be a lot because those corks really pop out. <laughs> I mean, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Tell me, what is it? It is seventy to ninety pounds per square inch. Ooh. Uh-huh. Okay. Any comparable like terms for that, so I can see exactly? I don't. I'm not good at math. So yeah, <laughs> what, no. what would that be? No, me neither. But it is two to three times the pressure of your car's tires. Dang. Yeah. Now that's a lot. That is why they tell you to get out of the way when, like, or that's why, like, don't shake up that champagne bottle and stand in the way. Yeah. Don't point it at anyone's head. Or your eye or anything yeah. like that and get out the way. I feel like when they show it in movies and, it, like, it's someone a black eye, like, that doesn't truly represent the actual amount of pressure that that and the damage it could no, do. <laughs> I think you would, like, be in the emergency room for real. Yeah. Dang. All right, folks. So be careful when popping those bottles of champagne. Like, seriously. All right. So what's our champagne trivia for next week? Okay. It is, what do you call the ring that is formed by the bubbles when you pour a glass of champagne? Hmm. So like, I don't know. I know. So, like, you know, you pour, you're pouring your bottle into your glass, and the bubbles bubble up, and they form this ring hmm. right there. I like to know what those bubbles are called just going up the side. I, I know. I'm sure there's an... I'm, I'm looking... We're looking right now very intently at our glasses. <laughs> when you swirl your glass, they kind of like dance a little bit in there and they swirl around it. Yeah. We're really fascinated right now. Yeah. We're going to have to call those like bubble trains. Bubble trains. Bubble trains. So what do the bubble trains form at the top of the glass? The ring. What is the ring called? Correct? Yes. What All is right. the ring called? All right, well, next week we'll find out. If you'd like to take a stab at this champagne trivia, go to thechampagneway.com and submit your answer under the champagne trivia tab. So, thanks for tuning in this week to the Champagne Way. What we may or may not drink about next week, what we actually did on St. Patrick's Day, mm-hmm. if we remember. Who knows? Did Jess ever end up in Hot Springs for the shortest St. Patrick's Day parade? And did she get to participate in it? Uh, obviously. And did my brother-in-law finally watch fish porn? And did he enjoy it? <laughs> we'll find out. And lastly, will we actually remember to hit record on the podcast after we taste test eight champagnes next week? I don't know. Only time will tell. So tune in next week to find out and be sure to get online and check out our bubbly bracket and submit your favorite champagnes or rosés, sparkling wines, proseccos to thechampagneway.com for our 16 champagnes that we're going to base the bubbly bracket off of. Be sure to also follow us on Instagram at the champagne way so that you can see the polls as we put them out. Thanks to The Second Sound and our producer, Marshall Widener. And thanks again to my co-host, Jess, for filling in for Lindsay this week while she is on maternity leave. Woot woot. Tune in next week. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.